This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, July 14th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Meat prices contribute to inflation. Western water relief at stake in bill. Trying again on year-round H2A. Food prices spike as consumer price index jumps. Higher prices for meat and other foods are helping fuel the inflation that is pinching consumers. Supermarket prices rose eight-tenths percent in June, driven by a two-and-a-half percent increase for meat, poultry, fish, and eggs. Beef prices rose four-and-a-half percent last month. Overall, the consumer price index was up nine-tenths percent in June. Consumer prices have risen 5.4% over the past 12 months, the largest 12-month increase since the period ending August 2008. Keep in mind, supermarket prices has risen four-tenths percent in April and May and just one-tenth of a percent in March. Metro definition preserved. Bowing to an outcry from Capitol Hill, the Office of Management and Budget has backed off setting a new standard for metropolitan areas. OMB considered increasing the minimum population for metro designation from 50,000 to 100,000, but announced yesterday that the standard would stay at 50,000. Members of Congress and rural advocates argued that the redefinition would make it harder for rural counties to compete for scarce federal dollars. Committee debates infrastructure, Western Water. A Senate committee today will consider an energy and water bill that is expected to be part of the broader infrastructure package that negotiators are putting together. Western water provisions in the bill include $3.2 billion for modernizing Bureau of Reclamation projects, $1.5 billion for water storage and conveyance projects, and $1 billion for rural water projects. The bill also would designate funds for the Colorado River Basin Drought Contingency Plan. The water project funding is a small part of the 495-page draft bill, which includes provisions for cybersecurity and power infrastructure. And a heads up, while the water provisions address priorities for Western ag groups, the bill faces pushback from several environmental groups who claim the bill spends far more on fossil fuels than it does on renewable energy. We'll have more. AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Today's Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, a powerful advocate in Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment, and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. We believe environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers, grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. USDA provides relief for drought-driven insurance claims. USDA is taking steps to accelerate the processing of insurance claims from producers who've had crops damaged by extreme drought. The emergency procedures authorized by the Risk Management Agency will ease paperwork and allow insurance companies to accept delayed notices of loss in some situations. 
RMA also is cutting the number of representative samples that are required when damage is consistent. The emergency procedures, quote, will authorize insurance companies to expedite the claims process, enabling them to plant a new crop or a cover crop, said acting RMA Administrator Richard Flournoy. By the way, sales of the rain index insurance policy for pasture, rangeland, and forage have been soaring amid the prolonged western drought, topping 200 million acres this year. AgriPulse has a report on the program included possible changes USDA is looking at making that in this week's newsletter. Panel OK's year-round H-2A visas. House Appropriations Committee has revived an amendment that would allow farmers to import H-2A workers for year-round jobs. But similar provisions have advanced in the House before, only to be dropped during negotiations with the Senate. The program is currently limited to seasonal workers. An amendment added yesterday to the Homeland Security funding bill would allow H-2A visa holders to work all year in 2022. Keep in mind, the amendment, sponsored by Henry Cuellar, a Texas Democrat, and Dan Newhouse, a Washington Republican, was adopted on a voice vote. House Appropriations Chairwoman Rosa DeLorio, a Connecticut Democrat, called the H-2A program exploitive and said that addressing the issue in the appropriation process would undermine broader negotiations on immigration reform. DeLauro may well be speaking for the Democratic leadership when it comes to strategy. Two meatpackers testify at Senate Judiciary hearing. Officials from two major meatpacking companies are expected to testify at a Senate Judiciary hearing on agribusiness consolidation later this month. Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa told reporters yesterday, quote, I'm not sure that they are going to be at the CEO level. I think that is still being negotiated. Grassley did not give a specific date for that hearing. Chlorpyrifos lawsuits allege neurological damage in kids. Four lawsuits have been filed in California state courts on behalf of families who claim repeated exposure to the insecticide chlorpyrifos left their children with lasting neurological damage. The suits filed in Fresno, Tulare, Kings, and Madera counties name as defendants Dow Chemical and Corteva AgriScience which was spun off after the merger of Dow and DuPont, as well as growers who applied the insecticide. These four cases set the stage for class action seeking residential cleanup and medical monitoring that the legal team estimates will be required for at least 100,000 homes and will cost, at the minimum, $500 million, according to a press release announcing the lawsuits. Corteva stopped making the insecticide at the end of 2020, and EPA is facing a court-ordered deadline in August to decide whether to revoke or modify its tolerances. Corteva spokesman Greg Schmidt said the company believes the lawsuits are without merit and that it, quote, will vigorously defend against these recent unfounded allegations. Booker reintroduces bill to ban CAFOs. Senator Cory Booker, a New Jersey Democrat, has reintroduced a bill to phase out large concentrated animal feeding operations by 2040. 
The difference this time around is that he now has a seat on the Senate Agriculture Committee from which his concerns about the livestock sector can be pushed. And the lead sponsor for the House version of the Farm System Reform Act, Representative Ro Kahana of California, is now on the House Ag Committee. The bill's supporters include the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, Food and Water Watch, and the Johns Hopkins University Center for a Livable Future. Conservation Measuring Tool Updated The American Farmland Trust has updated its soil health economic calculator to help farmers determine the cost and benefits of conservation practices. Cover crops, no-till, nutrient management, and conservation crop rotation can help farmers improve water quality and wildlife habitat and sequester carbon, AFT noted. But despite farmers' belief in the science underpinning the practices, they are often reluctant to change management techniques without knowing how much the practices will cost and what the financial benefits will be, according to AFT. AFT also released a calculator customized for almond growers to estimate the effects of almond-specific soil health practices, such as conservation cover, nutrient management, mulching, and compost application. Here's today's He Said It. Our farmers and ranchers remain in desperate need for a legal and reliable workforce. That Representative Dan Newhouse, a Washington Republican, arguing for the H-2A amendment. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, July 14th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak. I'm Jeff Galley.